The best games, the best fans, the best on the bayou. The best, the best. The best ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Show on a Wednesday hump day. Good morning. I'm Scott Prather hanging out with Nasty Nick and Blaze who are in the house. They were just on with Lynn during Rise and Grind. They look like they've been drinking, I don't know, eight cups of coffee. I mean, what have oh, you all been doing this Absolute morning? Absolute electric show this morning with Lynn. Electric. electric One says. of my favorite descriptors right now. Electric. You know, how, how would you describe Blaze? Jat. Blaze, Blaze is sitting all <laughs> over there it. all quiet. Yesterday in a work text thread, he sent us a tweet <laughs> of Roman Harper saying, does anyone else feel like they should do this on a Tuesday? And he's benching, like, what, 315 he's or something? He's benching a lot. He's benching a lot. And He was bouncing off his chest, though. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to send that to you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, like right. Look at him. Uh, oh, my bad. Yeah, I didn't mean to, bro. I like to calm s- down. I like, to send, I like uh, to send story ideas to my computer just so I can remember them for right, later. And right. I accidentally send it, it in there. It makes total sense that you would send us a weightlifting video by accident. Guys, I, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> Come on. Hey, I'm just saying. Just, man, I just, I just, just saying, like, man. I just. 845s the other day. Like, excuse nice. me for benching 600. Like, you know. <laughs> you know. Well, I wish. Hey, that'd be impressive if I could do half of what, oh, let's say half, if I could do nearly close to what Roman Harper was doing. <laughs> he oh, quickly like, corrected like, himself. Well, okay. I can do half of that. I can do I, half of that. Exactly. I'd be impressed if I could do, half. well, I mean, half. Almost as much yeah, as. You'd be impressed if half. I could do almost 330. I, yeah. You know, that's a lot. He had three plates on there for sure. That's a lot. I can't, I can't touch that. But. I, I mean, at this point, man, I'd be happy to do one plate. Oh, you got one plate, Nick. You got one plate in me. I mean, look, no, no, straight up, I do have one plate in me. Come on. One plate on each side? Look, yeah, 145 on each side. You think you could bench 135 today? I could, yeah. I could 100% bench you know, 135 today, dude. You don't got faith in him? No. I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I okay, don't. okay, okay. Absolutely not. I tell you what, I definitely could do two plates with of spaghetti. No, with no. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, I'm Welcome to the 90s. But you got to admit, like, the fact that Blaze would accidentally send us <laughs> so a funny, weightlifting dude. video. It was. It was. Of all things, too. It was. Oh, my, my bad, guys. He could have sent us a college football video and we'd have been like, all right, Blaze, let's do, like, good story idea. Go ahead. Take it. It, he had to, it had to be weightlifting. And, like, it's not a story. It's like, I mean, sorry, we don't need to put a story on the website. Here is a former saint. Here's Roman pressing. Harper. Like, that's, not a, that's, why it makes, that's why Blaze's reason makes no sense. We know the true reason. It's like. I want to remind you guys that I'm jacked. Just want to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I could lift you and I could lift you and I could lift you. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket Goodness. in sports. I'm Scott. That is, I, I, we'll just call him Jack today. That's Jack, and uh, and that is nasty Nick over there. Um, 
Man, I, I didn't get a chance to watch Hard Knocks last night. I'm going to try to watch it today, oh, but yeah. holy cow, I feel like I feel like I, I, there's just spoilers everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to watch the show without all the good stuff. Did either of y'all watch it? I've seen like clips of it and stuff. I've yeah, seen the yeah. Jamal the Jamal Williams uh, clip of him crying and I stuff. Just, I just wait, I, I, spoiler alert, oh, Blaze! Sorry. Come on, come on, dude! <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, sorry, I haven't seen it, but let me spoil it for you. I uh, I hope it's good this year. I mean, they've got an entertaining coach and whatnot, dude. but the show's just not what it used to be. I, I find it kind of me from the clips I've seen. I find it's it's the best that it's been in the last few years. It's not what it used to be when it first came out. Still. But it's better than the past, like based three or on four. the clips. I'm yeah, gonna, based on the clips. That's I've like seen. saying I watched the preview, and this yeah. fast movie is well, going to be better than the last. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> seen funny. it yet, Blaze. No fast I, movie is good than the originals. None. There you go, my boy. Right. No fast movie will be but, than the originals. originals. Like the first, like the first three, three? the first my three boy. or four that Hold came on, out. Let me, let me I don't over. know. Wait, I I don't know about that second one. That, that, that one, no, that one was. It was fast. such a style. No, that one was. And you too might have furious. too fast, too furious. It's There's, too fast that, for y'all. Hey? That, that was. Yeah, never mind. Wait, <laughs> is it? Just went over your it, head. That, that's, no, that's, that's the, the title. title right? I know that's the title. Too I know fast, that's too furious. The and that's, I good. finished the song. <laughs> Did you not? Do you not remember the ludicrous song? Yeah, that's yeah. A dad joke. No, it's all. It's all. It's all. There, On the off ramp, doing about hundred and fifty. Hundred percent dad joke. Uh, no, I, I got know. a hydraulics all around, so it shakes the ride. I go front, back, and side to side. Last year, I couldn't even. For the, there was only one hard knocks I'd never watched. It was the year the Falcons were on it. I was like, I'm not watching. Not gonna watch it. I didn't watch a second of it. Um, last year it was the Cowboys, and you would think it would oh. be like it was the Cowboys, and I I couldn't make it past the second episode. There, there was literally nothing. At some point, yeah. At some point, the show just became. It felt like more like football propaganda. Like okay. You know, John Gruden's first year with the Raiders, Antonio Brown's there, like all kind of stuff's going down. We know it. And the, the, the training camp was just Derek Carr kind of being awkward and like nothing on Antonio Brown. Yeah. It was John Gruden being like, oh, man, let's play Metallica, man. <laughs> it was like nothing. I was like, how how can we we know we have more access now. We know there's like big things happening here and y'all aren't doing anything. And, you know, the COVID year it was Raiders and in, in, or, or Chargers and Rams. And honestly, we were so hungry for any Anything. any kind of sports on TV that we like consumed it. But it wasn't it wasn't much. But that I, that that Cowboys one last year is like, how do you have this friend this franchise, the least boring friend arguably in the world? They've, there's always a story with Dallas, and the only thing people are talking about is that Jerry Jones had his own salt that he put on a McGriddle. It's like, okay, that's cool, that's funny. That's what you remember about Hard Knocks? Like, yeah. the, come on now. Like, so I'm that's, hoping. No, that's why. Hoping Dan Campbell, who has very much, I, you know, I don't know if it's I don't give a bleep energy or if it's like. I give a ton of bleep energy. Or, or yeah, like I'm I'm putting on a show here. Either way, if it's entertaining, I'm going to watch well, it. But I got to I got to check it out tonight because I haven't seen it. Yet. I think so. I think Dan Campbell. I think Dan, Dan Campbell's just like that. Like, I don't. There are some people who you can tell, like, they're posturing, they're performing. I just think I just think Dan Campbell is just that passionate about sports and about football in general, and I feel like the Lions this year's Lions are such a team with like every everything around them is such a positive, uh, like it's just such a positive look that they don't really need to do propaganda about it. If you get what I'm saying, yeah, right. Like they don't need to sell anything with it because we already are all on 
on the Lions' side. I mean, I don't think anyone except for maybe like NFC North people want the Lions to do bad. Well, there's no, there's nothing threatening about them. Yeah. No. So it's not like you're like, oh, I don't. It's not like anyone thinks they're going to get 12 games. If you're not in the season. NFC North, you don't really have a reason to dislike Correct. Them. Correct. You know, it's like, what? come on. Yeah. Throw him a bone here. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I really throw, want the Lions to throw, be good. Throw him a bone. And I love here. Dan Campbell. I've always yeah, loved but Dan like Campbell. to say that he never like might exaggerate a little. You remember like when he was last year when he was talking about how much coffee he drinks each morning. So normally, what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go, to, you know, Starbucks. I get two venti of the pike with two shots in them. So black eye and both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. That's, I mean, you hear people laughing. It sounds like a stand-up. Yeah. You realize that would be 820 grams of caffeine each morning. <laughs> That's not... That could, <laughs> if you're someone that doesn't consume caffeine and someone gave you all of that at once, your heart would actually heart explode. Would <laughs> like, come on. Like, there's, there's some showmanship there. There's got to be. Sure, but Which I'm, 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 I'm fine with. It's electric. But, see, I can't. I'm just sitting here trying to, you know, I'm on our Twitter feed. You can hit us up on Twitter at ESPN Lafayette and Schefter's sitting here playing a video that yesterday he said was going to happen on the show. It's like, Adam, like what? have some respect here. <laughs> Give me a break. I want to watch <laughs> the show like any show. He's I don't, breaking I don't wanna, the news wanna, too I wanna, early. I don't want to have it be spoiled. Come on, Breaking man. the news before it happens. Make it, make it happen. Um, yeah, Sean Payton, he, he always openly was like, I never, ever, ever want to be on Hard Knocks. Now that he's gone, maybe maybe there's a chance that the Saints could be on it. Like that would be cool if the Saints. I would yeah. watch Saints Hard Knocks. Got Hard Knocks one, even if it wasn't very good. I would watch it. Oh sure, sure. I mean, we watch preseason yeah. football is awful. We watch all the Saints preseason yep. games. Like it's going to happen. Hard Knocks is better than preseason games. Yeah, yeah. I'll it's th- an I'll hour. It's condensed, except you know when the Falcons were on it. Nobody wanted to watch that. Um, boy, how bad are the Falcons going to be this year? So excited, yeah, dude. You want to talk about something good? Nobody, everybody's picking them to be like bottom five in the league, so I mean, it's not I, looking too hard for them. I, I don't know. I, I, like, I don't think they're going to be good. I think you're, you're going to see flashes here and there. They're garbage. But they, they're, they're going to be overall pretty bad. Their defense looks bad this year, too. You know, they, they Matt Ryan left because they, you know, tried they to sign to Sean Watson and didn't. And then he was like, get me out of here. Yeah, guy's been the the. I mean, I made. Now, I have made you, probably more jokes about Matt Ryan than maybe any player ever. Yeah, but I mean, come on, he was still a good. You know, yeah, he's better he than Marcus Mariota as your oh, starter. Yeah, come on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they, you know, he's just he. It basically, if they hadn't have made a run at Deshaun Watson, um, Matt Ryan would still be their quarterback. Probably, I'm glad he left though. Now, did he, you, he, that team wasn't doing nothing. Did for you him. hear that he uh, he got to Indianapolis and everybody in Indianapolis thinks he's a jerk? Really? The the, the word out of Saint uh, Saints Indianapolis training camp is that people like his teammates don't really like him that much. They think he's a jerk. I mean, come on. Hashtag yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan facts. He um the this dude, is the get effing set guy. Yeah, you know? he um no no he's a tool like Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, the good thing about him being an indie is like if he stinks, we can still make a lot of Matt Ryan jokes, and if he happens to play good, we can just laugh at Atlanta. So it's kind of a win win. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, either way, I, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, um, I definitely blame Atlanta for not having more success with him than what they did. Twenty eight to three, dude. They. They blew it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had his he had his it. shot. They blew it. I don't. It's not entirely his fault, but 
you're going to tell me you're not going to score in an entire second half of a Super it's, Bowl? Come on. Come on. You, 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 come on. You can't get like one extra first down in there. Um, kick a field goal. Kick one field goal. But and that's, you win that game. That's the Falcons. Yep. The Falcons for you. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. All right. With that being said, we didn't watch Hard Knocks yet. We've somehow talked about it for a while. Uh, Kevin Durant has put put forth an ultimatum. The ownership, we'll get into that. Um, an unfortunate injury at Saints training camp yesterday. They had to bring the cart out. We will dig into that. We'll talk a little bit about fall camp happening over at UL and LSU. That and much more. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott. We got Jacked Blaze and Nasty Nick in here this morning. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. He was the 1991 state champion in Nintendo. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Your weather forecast today from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. 80% chance of thunderstorms, partly cloudy. High of 91 tonight, partly cloudy. Maybe an early shower low of 74. Be careful out on the road out there, everybody. I know some schools are back in session. A lot of schools, people going back. There is a um, vehicle accident reported two minutes ago at the corner of Surrey Street and Southwest Evangeline Thruway. Be careful over there. We got Jacked Blaze and Nasty Nick in studio with me this morning. Kevin Durant met with the Nets owner and said, all right, fire the coach and the GM. The GM did a bad job. He brought me here. (laughs) Bring me in. Former New Orleans Hornets center, Sean Marks, by the way, the Brooklyn Nets GM. Uh, Sean Marks and Steve Nash says, fire them or uh, or trade me. He's basically given them an all and made them. Uh, the owner gave Kevin Durant quite a bit of power. You guys remember when they got eliminated by the Celtics, Kyrie and KD were basic, afterwards basically saying, Kyrie said, me and Kevin, we got to get together and figure out what's best for the future here. Like, okay, I guess they're, I guess they're just going to be calling the shots mm-hmm. now. Would Kevin, like, I, I got some thoughts on this, but I want to, I want to toss it to y'all first. Where is this heading? Where where is Kevin Durant three months from now when the season tips off? I think he's still in Brooklyn. I don't think a trade gets done in time, especially not. The Gobert thing messed up everything. So I don't think he gets traded in time. Unless the Brooklyn Nets front office is truly just like fed up with all his bull, which I think this is what... This is what that that statement is about. Like at this point in time, I think he's just trying to frustrate the front office and just get him out of here by any means necessary. Because the the Nets have stood pretty firm on they want value out of Kevin Durant. They're not taking a loss on him by trading him to just anybody. They want value back. So I think at this point he's literally just trying to frustrate them enough to just get him out of there. But I don't. I think he's still in Brooklyn by the time the season rolls around. Nick. 
Um, just to just to give a different answer because that's very possible. I think the other option is one of the teams with like absolutely garbage outlooks for this season. Just kind of sells out the the, the barn and goes get him. But what if Kevin's like, yeah, I'm not gonna play for you. Then good luck. Very possible. I'm not then, going. Don't trade. Don't don't trade me to that team because I'm not going to play for him. And then that team's like, okay, we're not giving up anything. It's very possible. I mean, he said what he said. He wants to go somewhere that's a contender. It's like, well, he might, you're, well, you're in Brooklyn with some pretty good players. He might. Uh, he might. I guess how do how do I say this? He might. Uh, no, I don't want to do that himself right out of a career. It's it's. There are not many players on the planet at any sport that could even look an, o- an owner in the face and say something like this. Now, Kevin Durant's one of them. Doesn't mean it's going to work. But he's 33, and he does not strike me as the type to just be like, I'll sit out a year. Like Kevin Durant, like Ben Simmons, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm leaving the chat. Hey, Ben, you going to play in game four? He just leaves the group chat. Did y'all read that? That was pretty funny. That's funny. Um, you know, Kyrie Irving's interesting. I Like, if he's like, no, I don't have to play. Like, you would believe him. You really think Kevin Ranch is not going to, if he's healthy at 33 years old, going to sit out an entire year because the owner is not going to fire Sean Marks? I don't. I don't think Durant. Like, I think Durant. I think Durant likes basketball too much. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think he's, uh, I think, I mean, you could call his bluff. But then it just, you know, then it's kind of awkward, obviously. I think he, I think he's very calculated. Like, I think he knows, look, owner, you know, Joe Sy might not do this, but if he does bring me back, think about how that's going to impact the culture in the locker room. I'm in there with a coach and a GM that I basically have let everyone know that I don't even want to be there. So then do you want that as the Nets? You know what I'm saying? The Maybe Nets you, definitely don't want it, but right, they're stuck with it. Right, right. But like... It, you got to get return on your investment, you know, and and if he's if you don't get any good offers and you say, all right, well, you, you, you got to play. It's your job. I'll, like at what point? And then and then if you're the Nets, what if you just happen to kind of be playing? What if something crazy happens? I mean, they're pretty good players and they're actually playing well. Then what? And then it's yeah. like, man, remember that crazy thing? I don't. I, I think Durant just wants to muddy the waters enough to force their hand. Yeah. And I think when when he asked to be traded and it didn't happen quickly. This was his next move on the chessboard of let me say this. Yeah. Because I just there's at, at some point as a player when you become the cause of a sunk cost fallacy, like that's not good. Right. I don't care how good of a player you are, like that's just not a good thing to have happen. And if you had got a championship out of it, I guess you could be like, all right, fine. I at mean, least, they yeah, got at least we LeBron got, we got that one in Cleveland. And then after that, you know, it whatever. I mean, he got that yeah. one. I mean, it happened. What's Brooklyn done? I mean, they they don't even care about the team there. They care about the the, the Knicks who are getting beaten rec league games. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, we might get another caller based on that comment. We yeah. just had one talking trash earlier. Great, the right, rightfully great so. Great trash, yeah, but rightfully so. I, I just, I, I just again, like someone, like one of the callers we had on on the Ron Rising Grind asked Lynn how he could possibly defend Kevin Durant at this point, and I, and I think that's that's a, a valid point. Like it. I don't think it's so much defending his actions as defending you know what defending the what he is on the court. 
And I think well, that's I mean, kind of that, where where KD fans lie is they they put up with all his antics, but at the end of the day, but there's got to be a limit. Oh, there's got to be a limit. But uh, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about the same thing if it was Ben Simmons uh, causing all these antics. Of course not. <laughs> that's like I said. There's only there's only a few that's athletes saying, on the planet that could that could do something like this. Yeah. And, and Regardless of what happens next, just the fact that he went and said point. it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're letting him get away with it right now because we don't know well, what's going to happen. We're not yet. letting but, him get away okay, with it. He's just saying. doing it. We doing as it. the collective. But like but, what power do we have? Well, no. we don't have any power, any power but uh, here's what I'll tell you. From my perspective, who do, I do like how Kevin Durant plays on the court. There's a line that he has gotten very close to, if not already crossed, of just like, it's not worth dealing with this ego because it actively makes the team worse, even if he's still playing lights out. If the Nets, let's say he hits that shot and they beat the Bucks and then they win a title, I think the conversation is a little different right now. Oh, yeah. I don't think he has to be traded. The, the, the idea, uh, like, the, like the fact that Brooklyn didn't just, well, they barely played in the regular season, but, but Harden and, and Irving and Durant got together in the playoffs and they won it all. Like, that wouldn't have been great for the league because they would have been like, look how much this devalues the regular season. You're already dealing with load management and a number of other things. The fact that it didn't work makes this less. I think it makes it harder to defend, put it that way. Because it's like, dude, it, they've already done all this stuff you've asked and it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing you're doing everything you did last year again with different people this time because you think it'll change things. Jay emails you says he thinks Durant's going to Miami. I think he'd like to. Can I? Can, can I be honest? honest it makes list. sense. Can I be honest? Let him go wherever he wants as long as he doesn't go to New Orleans. I don't want him here. He's not. He's. They're not. They're not doing that. It's, well, it's, I mean, I just saw. That's all I saw on Twitter yesterday. There's, there's a, Pelicans well, come out. Yeah, as this the new, fans like, start yeah, arguing with one yeah. another. There was some reports out there from one one guy that uh, the, if they're interested, like reporters out of New Orleans who who consistently source the of Pelicans. Course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Said that that's that's you know that's not accurate. Good. Like they wouldn't like a lot of teams. They wouldn't mind having them, but they're not gonna they're not gonna they're trade not gonna Ingram and Herbert yeah. Jones yeah. and it's, Dix. It's not up to KD at thirty three with his contract and with his you know we don't know he might maybe after a few months he's like I don't like it here and then what you yeah. know like I hit a, I hit a pothole in my ri- car now I don't want to play anymore. right the risk is there this isn't quietly a report of hey. They, they might be shopping this player. Oh yeah, no! Right. This is this is a very, once it becomes very public like this, it it does kind of muddy the waters a little bit. Um, Shout out muddy waters. I also don't like that this somehow turns into an argument for player empowerment. Because I've always argued against it. It's not player empowerment. Like the 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 the, the fourth guy on the Nets doesn't have it. This is this is superstar empowerment. Like elite top of the top superstar yeah you know and that that exists i would say in any sport with most teams maybe there's a franchise like the Bengals would be like oh we don't care you know even if it means we're going to be bad we're not going to let you do this i mean the Bengals are cheap my point is most franchises if you have one of the two or three best at their craft on your team they have a little pull whether or not they want to utilize it is up to them right but like I, there, there is superstar empowerment in each league, but the idea of the player empowerment era always, no. I don't know. I, I never like that term or even that discussion. It's like, if you're the best at what you do in anything, you can, 
you can utilize your power a little bit. Oh, and yeah, and sure. the superstars are doing it more, and you kind of saw Russell Wilson do it and, and get out of Seattle. And, you know, you've seen guys do it, but we've never seen someone who just has so much of a I don't give a bleep what anyone thinks meter as Kevin Durant does. Yeah. I mean, he. I don't think he really cares what people think about him. He doesn't really care about what the ownership wants. He just wants to go and do what Kevin Durant wants to do. I think he cares, like, when people talk trash, but I think I think he just likes talking trash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it used to be, like, dude, you created a burner. Like, you're, you, you've got over $100 million. Like, how insecure are you? You're a loser. And at some point, I think he just, I, I think it was misunderstood. I was like, maybe, I think he just likes talking. He likes mess. Yeah. He just likes talking trash. But when you're doing it behind, like, a fake account, that's that's pretty weak. When people um, play video games in their spare time. KD likes talking trash. He just likes getting on social media and just ripping people. Yeah. And and the fact that he does this himself, I think he just reached a point where he's like, I don't care. Like, who, who cares? cares? I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm going to do whatever I want. Whatever. I mean, look, go ahead. More power to you. Do what you enjoy. It's, but It's definitely not up to KD nor the Nets of, of where he goes. It's going to be up to whatever team wants him. How much are you willing to give up? And it, do you think it's worth the possible attitude and dysfunction that he's going to bring to that locker room and to that organization. That's I feel like, but I feel like that's a that's such a problem. And if th- you're close, you go for the title. Yeah. If you're really close, yeah. like go for it. I mean, they're they're so hard to win. I I if it's a if it's a franchise that has like if it's the Kings or if, if it's some franchise that's not even close to winning a title, while that would be kind of funny. It was. It's like you're not doing. You're just doing this to try to sell tickets. Yeah. Like if it's the Heat or someone that's like right there and they have to give up a lot. And I mean, like not building like the Pelicans are. Like eh, they're they're early in this process, but like real close. If they made a move for it, I wouldn't blame them. Just because if that window's open, why not? It's risky, but if you don't take, got to risk it for the biscuit. You know, a lot of people. A lot. I would say the majority of pundits were not complimentary of the Raptors when they traded for Kawhi Leonard. And, and it was, he's not going to be there long-term. What are you doing? Yeah. They got a title out of it. Ask anybody in Toronto, ask anybody in their fan base how they feel about it, and they'll be like, oh, it was it was the best thing that ever. Was, we won yeah. a championship. Hey, that was one yeah. of my favorite finals I've ever watched. And he wasn't, he was vocal about not being there, but not in the same sense that, that, KD is. He was just, you could tell in his body language that he wasn't going to be there after that year. He just, he would never commit, and that yeah. told you what you needed to do. Exactly. He wasn't openly like, you know, no, he was quasi interesting. Yeah, quasi interesting. Interesting <laughs> cat, man. Uh, 337-269-1077. 337-269-1077. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Morning, guys. Hey, Kevin. Um... <laughs> Could, could from the, from their, the management perspective, could you sit him? Um, you, I suppose you could, but then the players' union could get involved. I mean, you know, it was ridiculous back. Um, a very different situation, but when Anthony Davis, well, not that different. Anthony Davis said, "I, I want to be traded. I'm demanding to be traded." And then the Pelicans didn't trade him before the deadline. And then, you know, Clutch got upset. And the Pel- it was just a nasty situation. But if you remember, Davis wanted to play. Like, I, that's kind of how I feel about KD. Like, I don't think he'd want to sit out of here. He just he wants to play basketball. Davis wanted to play. 
And the Pelicans were worried, well, you know, this guy's like an iPhone without a cover. I mean, every time he hits the floor, he might come up hurt. So we don't want to we don't want to hurt our potential return. Yeah. Right. And so there was some risk involved because we're putting him out there. It's not really benefiting us in the long term in any way possible. And yet the union got involved on behalf of Davis. And then they had to start playing him and they played him like every other game or so for a, a month or two so that the league wouldn't find him. Yeah. And so they could be like, yeah, we're just not going to play you. But if Durant really – it all depends on, on if he would accept it or not because these are kind of – there's nothing in the, in the collective bargaining agreement that specifically defines, well, a player asked uh, for the GM and coach to be fired and therefore the team has the right to – sit them if they do that and you know for a whole season like my point is you just start getting into some muddy water is that i think they would rather not do um and and if you do sit him for a whole year and he agrees to it then what is he doing he's just waiting for you to trade him anyway yeah so on one hand you're punishing him and you're not paying him for a year well, he's already made well over a hundred million dollars in his career and more i mean maybe two three hundred million when you count in all the endorsements and whatnot and business um you know, businesses he owns. So it's just, uh, the. I guess the answer to the question, yes, Kevin, is yes, they could try. But I think there's a lot that comes with that that makes it pretty complicated. You know, it's one thing I, for I Ben Simmons, it but it's, it's a whole nother for Kevin Durant. I would think it would be a pretty complicated locker room <laughs> if you're playing for the coach that you want Correct. fired. Oh, I think, that's, I think that's all part so, of his so strategy I, here, I, you know. From, from a man, from a management perspective, I say, okay, you know, if I don't get the value I want in a trade uh, for him, and he's unwilling, you know, he doesn't want, he doesn't believe or trust in our coaching staff, you know, sit him down because there's going to be somebody at some point in time going to make you an offer that you, that at least works for you. So you feel like you would get more at a trade deadline by not playing him at all than you would right now. Because a lot of these teams are just going to say, a lot of these teams, I think, will be like, you got to do it at some point. Yeah, I, I understand, but 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 you already know that he wants out, so Correct. he's already got the leverage there anyway. Right. So, so then, what are you, you doing? Do it, so then, I, I, all you're, all you're doing is man, delaying the inevitable, I guess. No, but I'm doing it to win. It's to my best advantage. You know, is kind of my point. Because there's going to be guys, there's going to be teams like you were talking about that are marginal, uh, you know, playoff teams or championship teams that maybe his value goes up as you see how the season unfolds is, is what my thinking was. It's possible. I mean, maybe it's, not. It's, it's possible. Maybe somebody offers you more at a trade deadline. Um, maybe, you know, it, <laughs> as the season goes on, it just it would continue to be that storyline kind of just hanging out there. Yeah. Um, I just I, I I'll go back to what I said earlier. Durant doesn't strike me as a guy that's like I want to sit either. Uh, it's I mean, look, Kevin, I I, no, I he, he, he kind of put himself in that boat when he said uh, the only time I'm playing is as a coach. And, right, <laughs> only way I'm playing for you. So, I, I mean, he's the one who put himself in that situation, so you can't hardly complain about it when you're the one who instigated it. You know, it's true, it's true. But then the union gets involved, and yeah. yeah. It's a, it would be an interesting strategy. I mean, I guess I wouldn't rule it out. At this point, anything's possible. What, what do you, how do you think this is going to end? Um, I, I, I think they're going to wind up trading. But but it's just, like I said, it's it's one of those situations I was trying to 
driving and thinking through scenarios of, all right, you, you, you've put our team and our management in an untenable position um, going forward. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna make decisions on coaching staff and and, uh, and management because of uh, one player is you know is mad about something. Uh, no matter who the player is, you can't. I, I wouldn't think as a as a as an ownership group and as a management team. I don't think because one player is mad at you, you you know you have to blow up a process. So I, I I think at this point in time now you've you've put it on the team. You've taken it. You know you've made your statements now. So now the the, the team and the ownership has to make what's their best interest at heart, you know? And and that's I, I, that's why I was kind of going through my head, what are, what are the scenarios? You know, what what is the options for the team at this point? Selling with less than, than value? You don't want to do that. Because everybody's going to say, hey, you caved and, you know, you sold you, Everybody. You the, the other owners will, for sure. But then yeah. on, from Durant's standpoint, we, in, the, you, in the, superstar, the superstar player empowerment standpoint, he wants to go to a different team that's also a contender. Well, he does. He doesn't yeah. want Brooklyn to get the best return on their investment because he doesn't want to go somewhere where suddenly they've been gutted either. So it. I mean, he's yeah. he's utilizing his power in the situation. I don't even. I, I I don't. I don't necessarily like it all, but I don't blame him at all. Again, when you're one of those two or three individuals on the planet that can try and do it, I'm not going to blame you for doing it. I'm not going to feel bad for you if it if it doesn't work out either. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah, I'm just my, my, like I said, my brain was thinking as as he's thrown the the, the gauntlet on the team, and, and you know from a, from a team perspective, uh, I mean, what what kind of position does that put you in if you cave to something like this? You know, so depends on what it depends on what you get in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it because what he's done now is put you in a. a a less value position. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the player so, empowerment. So, so, so here's here's my thought. How do you get out of that? Well, you 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 maximize your availability. You maximize your right, right. Possibility we get it. Of return yeah. on investment. Yeah. So, if you say, well, you know, you don't want to play for this coach, we're, we're going to sit you. You know. So, I, and, guess my, I guess my I guess my only my only caveat, Kevin, before we let you go, is I don't know that that ends up getting him more on the. The return, yeah. If it's all inevitable, no. anyway. Well, yeah, I understand. There's no guarantee. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm just it, as y'all were just making a discussion. I was just thinking, yeah, hey, but, yeah. Know, what, what are the scenarios? So, cool. Have a good day, guys. Thanks. Take it easy. Appreciate it, the call. It almost feels like a game of who's going to break first. It, is is it going to? How long will the Nets hold firm? Or how long will Kevin Durant hold from? Who's going to break first? Will Kevin Durant finally just give in and say, okay, they're not going to trade me unless they get a good value on me. Let me just play and show teams, hey, I'm worth it. Or and the Nets is going to say, you know what? I'm, t- I'm tired of all the drama. I'm tired of all the mess. We're getting you out of here by any means necessary. In a, in a weird way, and this, this might be a, a, a bit of a stretch as a comparison, but you just bear with me. It feels like the inverse of the situation that Cleveland had with Baker Mayfield this season, this offseason, where – no one, no one wanted Baker for what Cleveland was asking for, right? And so they ended up having to wait, 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 wait until someone finally gave them like they had to. They had to start. They had lower, lower their prices, their prices to get rid of him. This is going to be the opposite, right? Because Kevin Durant is going to choose where he wants to go. He can. He has that power, kind of in a way, right? So they're going to have to try and drive the price. They they want to drive the price 
down for the teams right. they want to send him to versus, you, you know what I'm saying? And Durant wants the price down. Durant wants the price down. But then you also have to make the contract. You also have to make the contract. Yeah, exactly. Might so to bring it's in like, another trade. It's, it's very complicated. It's complicated, and it's basketball. I think he just figured this was an easier way for him to get traded. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you're going to let me play for a coach I said I want to be fired for the GM as well? I mean, they're not going to fire the coach and the GM. Right. Well, that, that makes the GM want to try to trade him even quicker yeah. and more. And it's the a, coach pressuring him to do so. It's a clear strategy, and you'll see. I think, honestly, you'll see more of it. He'll continue to chirp. He'll continue to say outlandish things like that until something gives. He's also missed a lot of games, and he's 33, and he's still one of the best out there. But you're, it's, this isn't, 20, this isn't 28-year-old Kevin Durant either. Yeah. You know, it it feels just it's it's different. It man. frustrates me just talking about it because it just feels – it's just so antith- antithetical to the way that I like feel like sports should be approached. Well, everyone, you know, I mean, his, move, his, his, his signing with Golden State was perceived by everybody as just a weak move because it was. It was. It was. It was a boring two years in the NBA. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, cool. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Right. They won a bunch of games and they won the championship. Great. Yeah. Good for, good for you. I think the NBA, this might be a bold take, but I think the NBA is going to be better with him out of it. I mean, I'm sure they love all this chatter right now. People are talking about this. But I'm saying the actual product. I don't I don't know. Might be. Uh, on the court, I mean, I still, I mean, it was boring because it was predictable. But on the court, I still love to see how dominant the Warriors were with Kevin Durant. I mean, that's sure. always fun to see, just to see how dominant a team actually can be. I didn't like it. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't I, like it. I was boring. It's I'm boring. an underdog yes. guy, though. I like underdogs. Oh, I love they, underdogs. They, they, they whooped the Pelicans' butt in the second round, yeah. four yeah. games to one with that with that crew. But um, it's just, I, I um. I think him, if you want to call it notoriety, I think it's good for the league. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, okay. it's it's more talk. Now, it might we might not like it. You might not like it. But it's more talk. It's more coverage. It's, it's oh, my like God, no what is he going to do next? But it's not, like he, it's not like Deshaun Watson. It's not like he well, did no, anything. No, 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 no. Right, no right, that's anything totally like heinous or, or anything like that. It's, it's a diva. It's just a guy that's wielding power. I'd definitely and, rather have. And there is an element of, I think, there is an element of you don't like players that utilize all this power, not because you're pro owner as a fan, but no. because you're pro. I want it to, I just I want it to be fair, or I I like I think fans like the idea of man just win with what you got and all this other stuff. Fair or not? I mean, the, the psychology of a fan, I guess, is maybe I'm I'm trying to dig too much into it. Fan is short for fanatic, so I probably shouldn't even try. But I don't. I, I think when fans are like, I don't like that move. I don't think it's. I, I love owners. You know right. what I mean? I think it's they love players, but they like the idea of a player doing it a certain way or a way well, they watched yeah. when they were yeah. growing up or a competitive playing field or whatever. Playing the, playing the right way. And at the same time, they does the NBA care? No, because the fans are are, are they're just they're going they're, off about they're it. eating it up. They're yeah. eating all of it up. They're talking it's about it. TV, they want to watch if he gets traded somewhere, they're going to want to watch and root against them. They're going to talk about him. It's 24/7. So you know, Adam Silver, when he spoke, you know, I guess it, I don't remember what it, one of these conferences a month ago was like, yeah, we, we, we realize it's not great for our product to have players that want to leave constantly or big name players. We need to maybe do something about it. I think he's lying. Oh, I think yeah. he's just pandering to the fans there and pa- he's just pandering to the fans in general. Yeah, I think he I think he loves it. Uh, sure. I, I think there's a, I think I think he at least 
loves he, an element he, of it. Yeah, he he acknowledges the value it brings no, in conversation. No, but he didn't. He well, was, no, I'm saying I'm saying behind closed oh, doors. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure. And I think any owner worth their salt well, that's not an owner of a team where a player <laughs> wants to get out, um, I think they I think they agree with it. Well, well, and if that's if that's really how he feels, why he didn't make that same statement whenever LeBron is now when he's exactly. fourth different location. So it's like sure LeBron didn't go about it the way that KD went about it, but he still left at will whenever he wanted to, and he virtually went to wherever he was trying sure. to get to. So. And Adam yeah. Silver, I guess, wasn't the. I mean, he wasn't the the commissioner when when LeBron went to Miami or whatever. Um, and LeBron never. The thing is, though, LeBron never did this. Yeah, ever. right, right. Well, LeBron, no. no, he didn't. LeBron no, he didn't. was a free agent he and free signed agent, somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, it's not like he would demanded a trade. There's not. There's nothing. The only. The only thing that's similar is some fans didn't like it. But what LeBron did was was there was nothing no. wrong with it. You didn't have to like it, but he he played out his contract and then he went somewhere else. Yeah, and and he does work with Clutch, and they do get their clients paid, and he does wield a lot of power and say, hey, I want this guy here and I want him to get this contract and I hope you make this happen. And yeah. then maybe he leaves that team and they're, they're not as in a good a place as when he got there. Of course they're not. They just lost LeBron James. But I don't, I don't compare LeBron and KD at all as, as far as this instant goes. I mean, no. this we've never seen anything like what Durant's doing right now. No, I have not. We've seen players say, I want to be traded, but he took it well, to the next yeah, level. Like this this just brings to me, this just brings to, like you're talking about like this in the comparison between him and him and uh, him and uh, LeBron and, and KD, and all it just brings to my mind is just remembering that LeBron had his own like production crew film him announcing where he was going to play at, and just that's such a that's such a move. That now, video is still so cringy to me. To in this my day. mind, raise raise a lot of money. In my mind, Boys and Girls Club. That is one of the absolute and then broke most, their hearts. <laughs> that is one of the absolute most. The decision, like, the decision huge was ego headed. The decision was insane. It was also twenty eleven. It was like it was a, or twenty ten. Yeah, I'm maybe. taking my talents it's one of the to reasons, South Beach. It was like he's a, committing to a college. It's no, one of the reasons I'm never gonna have as much respect for LeBron as some people do. But it because was that's just such a big ego headed move that it would I be accepted kind of more than it was twelve years ago. Today, oh, yeah. yes, but that's because we accept that kind of stuff now, and it, it, was, it bothers me. Well, and, and like the whole like showmanship of it all, it would it would it would turn into memes. There would be. I hate like it. Back then, it was just Jim. That's what Jim Gray foreplay looked like. Jim Gray sitting there, just you know, seems aroused, talking to LeBron the whole time. Like, all right, well, oh and it, it had already been revealed that he was going we to Miami. But, but people, going. people wanted to hear him say it. I don't. That's my point. That's my point. I just don't like that and yet, kind of. What did What did you play. and everybody do? They rooted against the Miami Heat. Yeah. They booed him. They were on TV. They loved when they have a losing streak. They followed it. And then LeBron went back to Cleveland. Well, he just left a franchise that he won titles with. He, yeah, and then he, people were everybody was celebrating. People were lauding oh, him as a good guy. This is the best. Makes He's, no sense. He wrote to a me. letter saying he was going home. It's all just it's pageantry. It's all, it's, it's all it is. It's all and you PR. Know what? It's all strategy. And the fact that he got that title in Cleveland was was great. And you know what? Yeah. I don't feel like that would happen in like the NFL well, or MLB. It can't because in the, well, I don't. I mean, the MLB they don't have that kind of sizzle, right? For, for starters, but in the NFL, there's not owners. Owners hold the they hold the power in the numbers yeah, game. That's true. Like as far as this Deshaun Watson goes here is the thing as we as we transition, like. Roger Goodell's coming out saying, like, we want a stiffer penalty. We feel like the predatory behavior, it's egregious, and of course. we want to go for a full year. Um, the Players Association was banking on 
hey, we're going to threaten you, uh, and if you don't accept this, then we're going to go farther. And yet they also, in the collective bargaining agreement two years ago, agreed to Roger Goodell having the authority to hire whoever he wants to hear the appeal or... If he wants to, just hear the appeal himself, yeah. which he didn't, but he gave it to a different guy, a different judge. And, like, at the end of the day, he can just keep dragging this out, and they can complain all they want. It's like, you agreed to this. Now, someone would say, well, why would they agree to it? I'll tell you why. Why is how many players in the league would find themselves in a situation remotely similar to Watson's? Remotely. Hopefully not that many. Right. Like, if maybe none— Hopefully none. Maybe a few. And the only way you're going to be in that situation is if you are a top tier player. Because yeah. if you're not, you're not. So why would, of the stuff you're trying to collectively bargain, why is, and let, let's maybe, maybe I'm taking it too far by saying Deshaun Watson. Let's just say any kind of disciplinary thing. Sure. When you take into account how many players are in the league, and 65% of them are on a, a minimum contract for what they can make based on their tenure in the league. It's going to be different for a rookie than a guy in their 10th year. 65% of them. You have a short window. You're going to hold out to try to help somebody that might get punished potentially like down the line. Like, what does that have to do with you? Right. Like, why are you going to be? Yeah, the like, it was like, hey, that might change some Hey, uh, Scott, Nick and Blaze, we're not going to pay any of y'all. Or we will, but we hope you hold out. Because in the future, we just someone here might get in trouble, and we want them to maybe have a a a, a stronger you know right, that is just... we want them to have a stronger defense with appeals. Now I, I'm saying all that. I don't. I think it's terrible that Roger Goodell has as much power as he does when it comes to discipline. You take the Deshaun Watson case out of it for a minute, just in general. Yeah, just in general. Yes, I mean it, it, you shouldn't be able to appeal to yourself. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. But why do they? I, the owners could could have even more power in the CBA if they if push really came to shove because the players' fears. Oh, we don't want to do seventeen games. Seventeen games is crazy. We can't do that. It's too hard on our bodies. It's too hard on this. Well, you'll make this much money, and uh, if you don't do it, go ahead and we'll lock you out. Yeah. Good luck losing a year. How many of you guys want to potentially use a, a year toward an accredited season? Sixty five percent of them are like, what? What? Maybe if you're one of the like elite one percent, and so. In the NBA, the average salary is higher. In the NBA, your roster is a maximum of 15. In the MLB, you've got you've got minor leagues. You've got a very strong union. Yeah. In the NFL, you just you don't you'll they'll, they'll never have the numbers to have the leverage when it comes to this. The, the and I know I'm going back a ways because I'm old. The 87 strike proved it. It proved it. It was like you'll never be able to get every single player in line. Or enough players in line to all say, we're not doing this. And, and in 87, they weren't making that much. And the best right. player in the league's like, I'm coming back. I'm not I'm not sitting out here. Now the money's a lot higher. And um it's 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 too it's too risky if you're one of that sixty five percent to try to keep your feet to the ground and hold out for something that might benefit someone like a Deshaun Watson or to a lesser extent, a guy that, you know, Got arrested because his registration tag, or 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 got arrested for for weed or something like sure. you know DWI. Yeah. Josh yeah, DWI is a little more serious, well, but sure. But Josh, sure, but I hear what you're saying. Just Josh the, Gordon. Type. There's a, a whole line of different things. Right. Like, I mean, I you're you're not going to do that, right? Would you? I wouldn't. No. 
My money's on the line. And that's why stuff yeah. like that. And part of, you know, you're talking about things like that would never happen in the other sports. There's a there's a showmanship to the NBA that it just works. The first the first it just works. The first day I was ever on radio here, I called NBA daytime TV and I think that's uh, that has stuck with me so hard because it's just vapor. It's not real. Once you see the product on the court, sure, even that, but even that sometimes feels like you know what's going to happen. It's it's like it's written off a script. Not saying that it's that it is scripted, but I'm saying Tell me. Tell me what's going to happen cuz I'll go play some bets if you know. <laughs> But, but I mean, it really maybe less so now, but in the last couple of years, it kind of has felt like that. And I, I guess my I have never been much of a person for like off field nonsense. I just don't think that it's valuable, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, it just bothers me. Anna. But does that bothering you make you want to root against certain players? Yeah, and teams. Yeah, and so they, they got so you they got right you. where they <laughs> so want. They got yeah, you. no, they I got know. You. That's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> You're in it, their grass, well, I mean, buddy. To be honest, for a long time, I maybe mean, just not watch basketball. Well, I, then they didn't have you. Right. Well, I, I only really started watching basketball last year towards the end when the Pelicans started getting good. Bandwagon jumper. Got it. Bandwagon. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess it's not having it. It is not No, it's it. fine. It's, I'm, not even, I'm not even judging you. That's it fine. It doesn't sound fine. It does sound like you are judging. There was a lot of bandwagon <laughs> jumpers. But it's not even like, I guess, because my thing is, it's not like I was jumping to another team. Like, I, I always like the Celtics. I always like the Pelicans. But I wasn't going to watch he basketball if it was going to be bad, about. And now he's back right. when they're good. Right. Sounds, yeah. I mean, well, learning yeah. from his father. I was going to stop watching. I was going to stop. I, I My just father wanna, likes son. I didn't yeah, want to watch when it was family. more about, you know, these, if these superstars Listen, like each other. Or not. I'm not even judging you. Like I watched, I've watched so many Hornets slash Pelicans games in the last 20 years where I'm like, I am just a glutton for punishment. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. I like, guess is bad. Now, when you put in that time and they're good, it's it's incredible. I mean, that run sure. last year. Sure. Oh, there were 10 games under 500. Oh, they, they lost in the first round. Um, Screw all of you because if you watch this team and you saw them start one and twelve and three and sixteen and not sure if Zion's ever going to play and what's happening and they turn it around and they get in a play it and they win and then they win again and then in the playoffs and now they're ticking yeah. off Chris Paul and everyone's shouting Jose and the crowd is electric. Grand Theft Alvarado, ride that wave, man. Yep, ride that wave <laughs> and welcome anybody on the wagon that wants to jump sure. on. Sure, I'm not. I'm. I'm really not. I mean, I was. I was teasing you, but yeah, of course. You know, uh, but like I. But I, like I said, at the end of the day. Once, once I could start enjoying the product again, I was less bothered by the the, the drama off. The, the drama helps fuel the product. If you have, I, don't, I, it, it, I disagree with that. I, I okay. But it's just in my. If case. There is a player that has talked trash about another player openly, and they've gone back and forth, and now they're about to play each other, and it's the playoffs, or it's your favorite well, team. Well, that's the, talking trash is different. I'm, t- I'm talking about on social media, whatever. Yeah. Anything. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying talking trash is different because at least it's still about the product. What Wait. if somebody talks trash about Durant and what he's doing, which some players do? Yeah. Then that's great. Well, that's then, great. I'm well, talking. I'm. I'm saying like Durant trying to get this trade doesn't make me dislike Durant more on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make me. It doesn't change how I how I view him as a as a basketball player. It changes how I view him as a human being. Does it change your rooting interests or how? So I wasn't so, rooting for the Nets. So anyways, you're going to so no. watch him the exact same way you did seven years ago when he was on the Thunder. Well, no, because he's not as good as he was seven years ago. I, I don't mean in terms of as a player. I just mean when you're watching. There's not a party well, that's like no, I don't want him to do well. Yeah, absolutely. But that I. That's b- my point. But I guess my point was <laughs> I wouldn't watch him at all. 
if I wasn't. Well, I think it also differs because you're not you're not a hardcore NBA fan. That's, you're that's kind of it. You're a casual I'm fan. A, so the target, is, the target fan. is not necessarily and that's on the, you. The, and the casual fan, that's the kind of stuff that's pulling more of them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's more of the hardcore fans, the guys who are really in it all the time, the fans yeah, who are always point. in NBA talk. I, I, I disagree. I think that, look, the hardcore fan, I've watched NBA my whole life. Whether there was this drama or not, I would be watching it. I think I think this drama brings in. May, I'm not may, I'm not speaking for you, Nick. No, sure. I think it brings in a a younger audience and demo that lives in this world that loves this. Yeah. I mean, the amount of stuff I see on my Twitter feed during NBA season and games or or drama off the court, it's like it's all I mean, over the place. And they've all and and it's funny. Like I find myself laughing at it, but like, well, I mean, they're. Even even if they're not watching the games consistently, yeah. it's still good for the league. I mean, we spent ten minutes riffing on the uh, the Knicks players getting beaten by you know garbage men and, and office workers. That's like, funny. it's pretty that's pretty, funny. It's pretty funny. So I mean, you got to. I, I guess I don't funny. know, man. I just. I mean, it's 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 worked on me. I mean, I'll I'll definitely be where whatever happens with Durant, I'll definitely be following whatever content to see, keeping updates on him. So I mean, yeah. It, yeah. it does work on your casual fans AD's as well. AD's exit in New Orleans and all that came with it, and it hurt the team for a little while, and now the way the Lakers are, when they play the Pelicans, and the trash talk See, back and forth, yeah, and the, oh, you're a worthless franchise. We have 17 banners. Oh, you guys beat us, but who cares? We got LeBron, and da 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 da, da. And now when they play, and there's all this drama, and there's all this yeah. fun, nasty animosity and, and fandom, and they're going back and forth, and it's like, all right, man, now it's the yeah. game is fun. But so is that extra. Like to me, what you're saying what is. is like. Well, I, I just I watch the Saints Falcons because I like football. No, you watch Saints Falcons with a different level what? of intensity because of the rivalry, because of the animosity. But However, think, it was created. I think, I think the difference. The difference in that is that I do love football so much that I pay more attention to it. As I guess my point. Okay. Like m- most of my Kevin Durant stuff, I hear about. Because I'm going to talk about it on the radio or because I, I read one of the articles that you guys wrote about it or whatever. Like, I follow basketball kind of closely, but honestly, I follow baseball more closely than I follow basketball. Do you, right? Are you going to, yeah, I guess, I don't know. It, it, in the NFL, as I said earlier, if a player does something like this, it's just, it doesn't slap the same for some reason. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm, Russell Wilson I'm just talking forced about, his way out of Seattle. Yeah. yeah. No I'm, one's like, man, screw that dude. Broncos country, let's ride. They're just like, okay. No, but I mean... All right. Not Seattle fans, but there's no like, yeah, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm glad for Russ. He's probably going to win some more there. Whatever. If anything, right. Yeah. What a good dude. Like, yeah. it's just, it feels very... It, 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 doesn't, Nude, it doesn't slap the neutered, same. Muted. And it's not, it's just not covered the same. That's true. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just, I'm really tired of KD. And I'm really tired of the whole like... um. Oh, Jalen Brunson got Brunson got tampered with because his dad was this guy who did this and that. It's just, I'm just so. I guess I, I I'm tired of NBA not being about the on on court product. And yeah. I guess not not saying that it isn't now. I'm saying it definitely felt for a while like it wasn't. Yeah. So your point is, there's a you feel like for you personally, look, there's a, there's a law of diminishing returns. It, it yes. reaches a point, and I'm like, guys, what do we? Even, why, are we playing why are basketball? We, or are yeah. we? And 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 you know what? You're drunk. you're right. Like, yeah. I completely agree with you there, and I've said it <clears throat> often. It really, I don't mind it right now. It's really annoying during the season. Yes. Like, when you watch, if you, let's, let's, let me do a project for everybody, and then we'll, we'll wrap up this hour. When you're watching Sports Center in 
December, January, whatever. And you've got football on and you've got basketball on. And I just mean that both seasons are happening simultaneously, NFL and NBA. Watch how many highlights and games are discussed as far as the actual game goes when it comes to an NFL game. And when it comes to an NBA game, watch how many highlights versus watch what this guy did and is this guy even a top five player? And yeah. I don't know, he said this about this guy. It's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, guys, guys, let's, let's, let's get back to the game for a minute. You know, let's talk about this. There will be more time dedicated to actual games. And look, part of that is the way the NBA is covered and, 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 and culture within the NBA. And part of it is how the culture is within the NFL. And another part of it is you got 82 games in the NBA. You have yeah. one a week in the NFL for each team and a bye. Um, the games arguably matter a lot more in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Well, individual well, games. Of course they do. Yeah. Right. That's not, not arguably. That's I guess, just yeah. A, that's just a <laughs> yeah. bona fide my, fact. My, my, I'm, but it's, it's because it matters more, it, it's covered with more intent. There you go. We got to drag this thing out. Baseball could probably use some of the drama that the NBA. Yeah, yeah honestly, you never see them use that strategy, and you think they would they would like to get a little more attention. They're, they're fighting too much of. Uh, Speaking of, I have a baseball uh, narco update for you when we get back oh, to the next hour. Oh, I have an update for got you. Got me excited. Now. For those who don't even know that reference, you missed we'll, Monday show. We'll warm we'll warm them up for it. We'll explain next. Great Scott show. I'm Scott. We got Jack over there, a.k.a. Blaze, and Nasty Nick. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Blaze, Nasty Nick. That is Narco by Blaster Jackson, Timmy Trumpet, but more popularly known as the walkout music of one Edwin Diaz. You miss Monday's show. What word would you use to describe it, Nick? Electric. Electric. It is electric. This song is, this song is electric. It's just so good. And it's the perfect. I, I, it's great, greatest, greatest walkout song for a closer ever. Probably, I believe so. Now, is it in general a better song than Inner Sandman or Welcome to the Jungle? No, no, maybe not. Probably not. I can, if you're an I EDM can, head, you probably do think so. But. Yeah, I, I kind of do. But no, I, I'm I objectively <laughs> no, it's not. But when you hear Inner Sandman, are you are you thinking of Mariano Rivera when you hear it? Not really. No. Maybe no. if you're a Yankee fan. If not, yeah. no, you're not. With no. respect, I mean, he's greatest closer of all time. When you hear Welcome to the Jungle, I'm not like Eric Gagne. No, I'm air drumming and I'm thinking I'm Axel thinking of Rose guitar three, and Guitar Hero 3. And when you hear this, it's like mess. 
Edwin Diaz. Jesus. The drop is just a I mean, it's, 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 it's terrific. Nick is learning this on the trumpet, correct? Yes. So I, I played trumpet for seven years, uh, three years in high school, four years in college. And um, I have some level of, of, you know, acuity on the instrument. Enough to play this, and I, I kind of sat down yesterday and I found a score for it online. Um, I, I actually got a free trial of, like, it's called Muse Score, yes. to download just the trumpet part, and then I canceled the free trial immediately. Did you get, a, like, the rest of the week? Is one of those things where it's like, you're canceled, but your free subscription yeah, will end on no, August 16th. No, but... It's not like a cares? streaming service. <laughs> yeah, no, who cares? I don't really care about it that much, honestly. But... Um, I, I, it's, it's like, it's just, the, it's just that, that 12 bar uh, trumpet section, dun, dun, dun. right? Dude, it's not that hard. I thought it was going to be way harder. It's not as high as I thought it was. I like it. Pretty easy to play. It's got a couple of difficult fingerings. It's got some weird embouchure jumps, but that's about it, man. When you're ready, we're going to. I'm ready, dude. And I'm not ready now, but I'm saying f- I'm ready gonna, to be ready. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to film the bit. Oh yeah. What's it going to be, Nick? What's it going to be? Electric. Electric. <laughs> hey, Scott, what, guess what my favorite type of Pokemon is? I mean, fizz bumping over here. Electric. No, flying. <laughs> I don't know Pokemon. You don't so know Pokemon? I don't know Pokemon. Well, you are right. There's I'm not Lynn. Type. I'm not. So I, I got nothing for you on hey, Pokemon. Hey, shout out, shout out all my buddies who play Pokemon. No, not a... Didn't... Uh, Pokemon, not in my time. No, fair enough. Not my time. I, I mean, yeah, there's some... There's a, 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 a certain demographic of people that are hardcore into that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I just remember like five years ago are. when it was... They were just... Phones everywhere. People were looking Pokemon for Go. them, and everyone's just yeah. filming their house in parts of the city <laughs> to give to a company. Guilty, guilty as charged. It was like, yeah, there was a video of people like just thousands of people running around Central Park in New York because they were like, yeah, this like legendary special Pokemon, there, yeah. Pokemon is somewhere, but he's not there. It's just it's, on your phone. It's, it's very funny to me that I work here now. When for four years in college, I lived with two guys who didn't even watch sports. Like all of my sports talk would come from. The internet and, like, a couple other friends that I had that I don't see as often. Yeah. But it's crazy that here I am now and, like, I'm thinking about those guys now and imagining what they're probably thinking they're about. They're probably thinking about music. They're like, we got to learn that narco Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I guarantee if I showed that to my – because the two guys I lived with were both trumpet players in the UL band. If I showed that to them, they'd probably be like, that's so cool. There was um, a listener the other day on Monday, and he, he, he sent me a message, and he showed me – this song on iTunes that was 69 cents. Mm. You better get it now before they move the price <laughs> up. Yeah. It's like, and I did. And it's, it's awesome. Shout out Edwin Diaz for having great, uh, great taste. And so that was it. your, that was your update that it's, it's close. It's, 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 it's easier than I thought. So it might not take me as long as I thought to learn. I got you. I just got to keep working, keep practicing. Got you. ESP and Lafayette phone lines are open. Three, three, seven, two, six, nine, 10, 77, three, three, seven, two, six, nine, 1077. Unfortunately, yesterday at Saints camp, Bryce Thompson, DB, was carted off. Uh, we learned that Jane Weston has a uh, a mild foot sprain. So, obviously, he probably wasn't going to be playing Saturday anyway. No. In the preseason game against the Texans, but he's definitely not playing in it. And uh, he'll be sitting out for a little while. And I kind of don't want him to play at all in the preseason. He needs to because... Like, if, if it was Drew Brees, obviously no. But he hadn't played football since Halloween. That's a good like point. Like, when you're coming off of an injury, I think you need a little bit of 
semi-real action. I'll call it semi-real. <laughs> um, you know, to kind of get your feet wet a little bit. And, and if you're like somebody that's been there, like let me think of someone on the roster. Like Cam Jordan does not need to play a second of a preseason. No, right. Not a, not a single second. Like none. Demario Davis doesn't either. Um, but, you know, some of the younger guys and, and some of the quarterbacks and some Alvin of the new guys. Either. He doesn't. Kamara doesn't. Yeah. Mark, Mark Ingram probably doesn't even need to. Probably not. But I at some enough, point. He's got enough backup. I would say back. James mainly because a lot of the weapons he's going to be throwing to, he hasn't had a lot of game time with him. Like Michael Thomas didn't yeah. play at all last season. Right. Jarvis Landry knew. Chris See? Olave knew. So he needs to build that game time balance with them, that game time relationship. Because practice, yes, you could build relationships, but it's different when the bullets are flying against a different Man, team. look. And the pressure's on. Again, Michael Tom- I know Michael Thomas hasn't played in a while either, and I know he probably should play a couple snaps, but I'm worried about his durability so bad right now. Yeah, but a few snaps in preseason won't hurt you that much. You're worried about it okay. now. You're just going to be worried about it in the yeah. I'm gonna regular be, season. I'm going to be worried about it all season. I'm going to be worried about it. We could be – it could literally be Super Bowl week, and I'd be still worried about it. I, 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 the injury – my injury fear is on high alert during the preseason. In the regular season, it's – the antenna goes up when someone gets up slowly. Like, oh, God. But it's not like an every every play in the preseason, and I, I'm not trying to sound callous. If it's like someone trying to make the roster, it's awful when they get hurt, and I feel yes, bad for yes, them. Yes, yes, As a consumer, I don't know who they are, so I'm not like, oh, my God, don't even don't even catch the ball. Just run away. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> if if Kamara's like running from someone in a preseason game and does a spin move, which in the regular season, you're like, yeah. In the preseason, you're like, oh, God, please don't, oh please God, don't, please oh don't. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> You just it, it really it would I, I like it'd be like if you're driving home the day after this and in the preseason you'd be like a student driver like oh god oh, oh. and you're like look in every mirror like please please yeah. I'm a little nervous here and in the regular season you're just driving home yeah. Yeah. now you could get an accident or someone else could hit you but you're you're eh, you're, you're driving alerts a little different than back when you were yeah. a student preseason is like student driving. <laughs> But the only difference is we don't have somebody holding our hand, not literally, but next to us in the car with Wait, the brake pad. Hey, that would be weird. No, your student no. driving instructor didn't no. hold your hand? Uh, yeah, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well. No. Fun fact, when I was student driving, uh, my driving instructor refused, well, we popped a tire and he refused to get out and change it. He forced me to change it by myself. What? Yeah. That's not part of the deal. No, you don't, it's you not. don't have to prove to, you don't have to. <laughs> This guy's like, man. Look, this guy's like, I don't care. You this dude was like, and you knew how to change it? No. So what did you do? He 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 sat in the passenger seat with the door open and explained to me how to change the tire. This dude was like 400 pounds. Oh. He, well, he, the, the, he, he refused to get out of the car. He's like, can you change the tire? And I was like, I don't know how. And he's was like, it, well, was you're going to learn. Was it flat on his side of the car? Oh, yeah. Right rear. That explains it. Passenger side rear. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, and, and was it just like a spare? Yeah, just put that. Put a spare on. He better have given you a glowing review. Oh no, I got my driver's license. Like, I, I say, I got my driver's That's license. Like, ridiculous. I, I got a passing. Change this tire, kid. He's like, he's like, because he looked at. It, he's like, I can't, I can't get down there. Could you do it? All I was right. Like, well, now, now I'm just feeling kind of bad for him. Yeah. Uh-uh, because he, he could have. He's saying he couldn't have, but he absolutely My could've. driving instructor used to grab students' legs and then yell at them that, like, they're going to wreck and, like, you, what do you do, what do you do, what do you do? And, like, and he, like, he grabbed so you couldn't stop on the brakes and, like, you'd be coming up on a vehicle and he's like, he's like, you're going to crash. What are you going to do? And you'd have to, like, show him that you were getting ready to pull, like, the the parking brake to like stop it. I was like, dude, it that is scared me to death. One that's time. way worse than what happened to me. And I just froze. He had to he had to do his little teacher break because I froze. There's nothing I could do about it. I was like, oh my goodness, dude, what the. 
He grabbed your leg. Yes, you can't, he would do it. He would grab I you like so you couldn't press the brake. No, that's and he would yell at you saying that you're gonna crash. Like, what do you do? Did like, you, you want the tissue? Him? That is beyond drivers the drivers at HR. What the? We thought it was normal. He did it to everybody. That's insane, dude. <laughs> we thought it was normal. I don't think... That, that, that blows my story so far out of the water, man. This isn't this. I mean, this isn't even funny. Like this is like insane. It's a new Iberia, man. The bullets were flying. Yeah, that makes sense, at any point in time. That makes sense. <laughs> it was a new it Iberia. New Iberia yeah. You never know what you're going to run up on a new Iberia. You got to be ready at any point in time. So one, he would grab your leg, which that is. Yeesh. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. And then two, he would do what now? He would like yell at you, like saying, like, like you're gonna crash. Like, what do you do? Like, he wanted to test your reflex to see if you would immediately grab the parking. Did he brake. think you were gonna drive for the Navy SEALs? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what he, the hell? He also used to. He would make you pull off on a random street, and then he would, uh, he would say, "Okay, I'm scared." We just, just listening kinda... to. I'm scared <laughs> listening to this story. <laughs> he, would, he would pull off on a random street, and he would say, "Okay, we just got in a car crash. I'm like out. I'm unconscious right now. Like." You need to call the police and tell him something and be like, do you know where you're at? And he would make sure he would make us park like away from any street signs to see if we were like actually looking at the street signs that we were going down. Like he would do like little tests like that to and see if we were like mentally aware. still around? I believe he's still there. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, I believe did, he's still there. Can I ask you a question? Did, he, this, did this guy ever mention anything about being like ex-military? Something to that effect? I have no Rex idea. Police, I don't he was a pretty intense guy though. Like he was a like a fit guy, like that, real intense. Just Dude, I took I, driving a little too seriously. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I take driving pretty seriously. You should. Yeah, that's that, like, I think you're being nice saying that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like, like, well, seriously, in the sense of taking like, driving seriously <laughs> is like knowing how to drive a stick yeah. and like blip shift. Taking driving too far is putting your hand on someone's leg and telling them they're going to crash. And yep. making them park, making like, them try to pull a parking brake. Nowhere and the hell, Oh, my man. God. This makes yeah. me uncomfortable. This is weird. That's weird, Blaze. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we should. I don't know. I, and, you I, said, and, and then he said he did this to everyone. Is what he Blaze did. Said. He did because we'd have to sit in the back seat while our partner drove, and he would do it to them. I want, I want Bla- Blaze is a master of understatement. I just want Blaze like to do an understatement news show where he just covers insane news. But he he does it with the casualness that he tells like these kind of Next stories. Next time you are on, bring a few like crazy stories and we'll just have him read it. Okay, yeah, 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 sounds great. Right off the cuff. <laughs> wow, dude. Because I mean, I, if if I'm like the high energy, nasty, hot take guy, then Blaze is the guy that can make like, uh, yeah, like you know, all about a calm. This thing. train derailed, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the train like kind of mm-hmm. decided he didn't want to be in the tracks anymore. Yeah, just, just fell off, and then just fell off and. Kept and then uh, this wide receiver for the Lions he rescued five people, and then he burned his hand. Then the next day, he caught six touchdowns. And no, no biggie. He's on my fantasy team. It was fine. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I got a, got a couple points. It didn't seem like that this big guy of a deal grabbed. To me it wasn't a big deal. This guy was grabbing my leg. <laughs> this and guy was gra- trying pushing to make that. What are you going to do? You're going to crash. What am I going to do? Get your hand off my leg. <laughs> yeah. What are you preparing me for? Like, you think this is going to happen a lot when I'm driving? Uh, that's wild. Yeah. That's. That's that's wild. Thank you for that, Blaze. Twenty <laughs> twenty minutes. Defensive to the hour of eight o'clock. <laughs> Defensive driving in New Iberia, man. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. All right. Let's talk some some UL and LSU for a minute. Let's get it. Blaze's college football corner. Ben Woolridge or Chandler Fields? Who do you think is going to start Week One? Been hearing that Woolridge has the has a little more pop in his arm than than Fields. I don't. I don't know. I guess I would have to see. 
I would have to see how it plays out and see what's the offensive game plan. Uh, I've we've had a couple conversations we all have with uh, Coach Dez on a whether it was at Sunbelt Media Day or at uh, the press conference for the open of practice for fall camp. And he's talked about that he would like to air it out a little more. He would like to get more involved in the passing game. He still wants to be obviously run heavy, still wants to be run first. That's his philosophy. That's what he thinks, you know, is UL is all about. But he said he would like to get out there and throw it a little more. So I guess it, it for me, it would have to come down to uh, what the offensive scheme is going to look like. You know, Levi, he was an electric playmaker with his legs. Uh, he wasn't exactly like a deep bomber. He could air it out if he wanted to, but they didn't ask him to. Uh, we know these two guys are not as electric with their feet as uh, Le- Levi Lewis was. Le- yeah, sorry, Levi was. So to me, it's going to be more how they manage the game and what are they being asked of. Uh, so during media availability on Monday, uh, they asked him. You know, Everybody wants to know what the quarterback battle looks like right now. And he honestly said they both look good, but he did mention that they want to have their guy. By they the twenty second. By the twenty second. Yeah. yeah, he said that on my show. Um, and I mean, like for example, people asked him about up. their mobility, because both quarterbacks pretty mobile. And he said he wants to keep that as part of the game for sure. He said he wants to do less than twenty a game, so like not as much as Levi would run, but he still wants to keep that in the back pocket. He mentioned that Chandler has more quick, like yeah, quick twitch movement, whereas Ben Woolridge has more like breakaway speed. If you're telling me Woolridge has more pop in the arm. And he has more breakaway speed. I mean, it depends. But Coach Leger, the OC, said when I asked him the difference between the two last week, he said there's not much. Chandler, maybe the ball comes out a little harder, but well, I mean, is that maybe is there, Ben's a little faster? But is he there kept, a difference between pop in the arm and I, ball coming I, out? Now harder. you're talking coach speak. I don't know. Yeah, because like to, in my brain, I guess this is just my my interpretation. The ball pop, coming out harder just means he throws it harder. Yeah, but the ball coming out with more pop feels to me like his more his of a deep ball a little, thing, and his motion might be a little bit faster. It is so close to call. And that, there's sometimes where you have like a quarterback battle, and it's like someone's already always in the yeah, lead. Yeah, one guy edges ahead. If you think Chandler Fields is just in the lead, I, I think you're wrong. I think, I think it, wrong. Is, yeah. it is. I'm not saying that Ben's necessarily in the lead. I really do feel like it's neck and neck. I really and feel like it's a coin flip. Hearing you know the way some of the guys have talked about Woolrich, I, I'm not going to be surprised if it is him. Um Honestly, I don't – and that's my thing. So Desimo keeps saying over and over again he feels like he has a good chance with both these guys. Now, obviously, he's not going to say anything else, right? He's not going to say, yeah, I think Fields is going to get us. Well, some, he which, wouldn't if it if, – but there he would be no competition. Right, exactly. We so, already know who the starty was. So, I mean, I, I, I don't really mind it. The, 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 the one thing that could potentially come from this is – when you've got a competition that is this close, that will go down to the end of fall camp, the 22nd, and then they'll after that they'll start game prep and game week and everything else, that's when they want to have the starter defined by. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't end there, is my point. No. Because if you get off to a start, and, and I expect there to be growing pains. I mean, they're, they're on a 13-game winning streak, but last year, remember the – you know, they lost to Texas. They lost the very first game. And then, you know, who wasn't that great last year. And then they, you know, they beat Nichols by three. They There was some close game. They yeah. won a lot of games by, you know, I think seven games by a possession or less. So, or not less, one possession games. It's like, it, 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 by the end of the season, they were playing really well. But it, t- it took a little while to get going. And it should, like, it should be expected that whoever the starter is, there's going to be 
a, a, a growing process. You can practice, you can camp, you can work out, you can do everything that Coach Connor Neighbors puts in front of you, and yet until you're in an actual game, you don't get preseason yeah. games in college. No. So there's going to be some growing pains, and, and I'm just talking about from a fan perspective, not necessarily within a locker room. Second one guy struggles, they're going to say, what, maybe you should get a look maybe at this guy. guy. Yeah. Maybe just check this guy. I mean, Levi Lewis put up record numbers at UL, and yet for three years <laughs> I heard people saying, yeah, maybe they should put in Chandler Field. Maybe they should, I don't know, I feel like he should do this or that. Levi came and, and Levi was, look, did he leave some plays on the field? Absolutely. Sure. But he's not a perfect quarterback. Yeah, like, come on. Like, what do you when want you have a, When you have a legit competition, and last year there wasn't a legit competition for the starting role. There wasn't. Um, when you have a legit competition, even though it's ending on the 22nd, I don't think it ends. Now, if the starter goes in and just plays lights out, then then everyone will forget about it. But if they play okay, well, you know, good days, bad days, somewhere in the middle, it's always going to linger within the fan base, yeah. maybe within the locker room. I have no idea. Well, I, it depends on yeah, – that's a team-to-team Des, thing. Des mentioned that he it'll be a competition all season. Like if, if at any point – one guy gets caught lacking, the other guy might get a shot. And so. that's that's kind of my question is how long as a coaching staff, how long do you do you let that play out if a guy is struggling? Because you don't want to pull him the second, you know, let's say they struggle against Southeastern opening weekend and they don't win by what they were expecting and they just they leave some plays out there and it's a closer game than most right. people are expecting it to be. And clearly there were some shaky spots. You don't want to pull him right away because then you're diminishing his confidence. Yeah. There's going to be – both of these guys no, haven't, start, haven't had real starting time at that yeah. position. So it's like you. how long do you let that play out? Well, it, it, they would have to be overwhelmingly terrible. Yeah, it would have to yeah. be a continued To do struggle. it after a single game. Yeah. Um, I think it, it really, Blaze, just comes down to are you losing games consistently – because of that position, and, I, and you can't put it all in that position, but which I'm not putting it all, but but you're not getting enough from that position, and you're just losing, and now you're in like week four or five. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I'm with you. I don't think you just do it right out the gate, um, and I think some fans will suggest that whoever it is, unless the quarterback is absolutely lights out, and hopefully they will be. Yeah, but if they're not, and they're good but not great, or average, or have growing pains. One bad series, one great series. Is that going to surprise anyone? I mean, I think that's what people realistically would expect. The The conversation will continue, and that's fine. I mean, that's fans are going to have that conversation. Is that going to continue in the locker room? You know, like you said, Coach Des mentioned, you know, it'll be a competition all year, but you never you never want a player to feel completely just, eh, I don't have to worry yeah, about comfortable. anything. Yeah, comfortable, yeah. You know, or at least if they if they are that way, you want to make sure they earn it first. Yeah. And you earn that kind of cachet by like like playing for years and playing well in games, not winning, just not just games, by winning a fall camp. Yeah, yeah, you you win games like more or less by yourself as a quarterback. You know what I'm saying like if you're if you're doing clutch stuff to win games, yeah. A, a la Levi Lewis is like his run in the in the championship game in the bowl game and like. All these these plays that you can point to, where it's like Levi Lewis earned his job here and George, here and Georgia here State, and here. where he can, every time it seemed like Georgia State answered, he answered right back by just yep. slinging the ball down the field. Yeah. I mean, I remember that drive to with Peter LeBlanc where he hit him like four or five times in yeah. a row to, to put him to put him on top. So it's like he constantly answered the bell. Did he leave some plays out there like we talked about? Yes, sure. absolutely. Uh, I think fans, a lot of fans, kind of felt like he maybe could have done a little more, but I think that's more the system and the play calling. 
But uh, I mean, it's also just fandom. Yeah, exactly. And then they listen. Levi was a winner. Whether whatever you want to say about his stats, whatever he was a winner. He won a lot of games and set a lot of records. Yep. So and played a long time. Uh, And I mean, I think, I think we we should have. We I, I think that Louisiana is going to be fine. Like UL is going to be fine. Either one of these guys comes in. Now, do we keep the win streak alive? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm well, I think you do week. I think you do week one. Yeah. Well, you sh- maybe. Hopefully, you expect we beat, we beat Nichols by three. I'm saying we. You gotta hope you keep the win streak alive, of course. But at the same time, you know, you gotta be prepared. I don't think nobody's expecting. A, I don't. Uh, no, it, it will. No it one will ever come, is expecting the win streak will come to an the end. Season. Season. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. They're I don't not think, going undefeated. Yeah, I don't think nobody's now expecting them to goal. go undefeated. Sure but it is. Sure it of is. Of course it's their goal. Yeah. yeah. Sure it is. My my point, I guess my point is It's ULM's goal too. Dez comes yeah. Dez comes out here and he says, Hey, look, you know, the offense is gonna have more pop to it this year. The defense hasn't lost any steps. We should just be better. Like uh, last year should be our baseline. And that's great, but when your baseline is thirteen wins, a bowl game, championship, that's it's hard to go up from there. I think they Asking coaches, asking players, what's the number one goal it's, of the season? They say to win conference. Yeah. And being in the West Division and with their schedule, I, I believe UL will be in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. I don't know. I don't that may it. not be a Cajun field this year, but and it might be. It might, might be. be. But I think they're going to have an opportunity to accomplish that goal in December. As far as overall record, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, yeah. I'm not know. saying anything on that now. Um, We'd have to, and, and Des but last year I I predicted one loss. Yeah. I actually got I actually got it last year. Now I thought the Saints would go seven and ten. I was off on that, and well, I'm glad you, you were. Know, I thought LSU would be, but they'd win seven games or eight. Well, you I don't remember. I don't very remember. Far seven off or eight. On yeah, but that's you know that ain't gonna help you in the betting world at all. So I guess we, we <laughs> we're gonna try to nail it. Yeah, we haven't done official. Well, we, well it's yet. August. For, we'll, for we'll, me, wait. we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. We'll do it in a few weeks. Okay. For me and and. Uh, Coach Des actually hit on this uh, on the avail- uh, media availability uh, whenever fall camp opened that we were all at. Uh, he talked about how he wants to see this team start fast this year and finish games. I felt like even though they won, there were some games that they could have put their foot on the opponent's throat and really close out those games and play complete games. If you just straight up get your you know what you you know what kicked. And, you know, you just get manhandled, that's fine. But when there's times where you could clearly separate yourself from the opponent in the game, there was times that they didn't do that last year against Arkansas State where that game came down to the wire and it really shouldn't have. And in college, that matters. Yeah, and it, exactly. That most certainly matters. And so it's it's when you give these teams a chance, especially ones sometimes that don't have any business being on the field with you, like that Arkansas State team, they were going through so much dysfunction and just mm-hmm. lack of players, so much injury going on. And they, they had no business being on the field with that UL team at the time. And that was a closed game and many people were fearing that that could have ended in a loss. Thankfully it didn't. But there's some that should, that, that should be said for teams that find a way to win those games when they're not playing yes. their best ball. Yeah, correct. You know. And it was, it was still impressive, but I, I, I do agree with coaches. I would like to see them start fast and, and finish strong on teams yeah. that they should. Now, and now evidently, evidently Dez's goal. I know obviously we went conference. He, he mentioned a new year's six bowl. He and, said, well, he said, the goal for any group, he said, for any group of a five team, the New York Six is like a Super Bowl. Yeah, right. correct. Right. Which I mean, obvi- I mean, to me, obviously, he wouldn't have brought that up if that wasn't the plan. My question is, and this is, I guess, it's kind of taking a, a bit of a lateral step in that way. We have Louisiana has the, 
I think it's 106th toughest schedule. Well, it depends on what you look at. Phil Stewart rated 130. That's the only way you can get in in a New Year six in the Sun Belt is there. Well, you you got to go undefeated. Obviously, you have to have a big time notable win. It's going to be hard to do this year. We're playing Florida State late. If they show up this year, I, I don't think they will. And I don't and think since, they will. But you got teams but, like but Cincinnati on, who on play multiple that, teams like that. Yeah, you've got multiple ranked teams out of the group of five that are already ranked. You have some that are getting more votes in the top 25 than you that are in the Sun Belt, like App State. Which is insane. Um, and if they, it, like, it's it's really, the Sun Belt's never cracked into the New Year's. It's an uphill battle. And it's going to be difficult to do, but... One, you got to go undefeated. Two, you got to hope other teams lose. And, you know, three, you got to have a real big time notable win on your schedule. And I'll even add to that fourth because everyone's going to doubt you and nitpick everything you do, there is a element of style points. Uh, yeah. If you're crushing everybody. Eh, that counts as well. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Phone lines are open 337 269 1077. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning. Uh, I heard y'all uh, debating a little bit. It sounded like uh, concerning uh, Levi Lewis. And uh, I just want to say uh, that people that are, I don't know what you want to call them. I call them haters. They need to quit hating. The man is gone. I will say this. Levi Lewis is one of the three greatest quarterbacks that ever put a UL uniform on. Now, you don't have to like him. You don't have to like his style. You don't have to like this. You don't have to like that. Whatever you don't have to like, I don't care. The bottom line is that band led that football team for four years to the best record they've ever, ever, ever had. And if you don't think that he was important to that football team, I tell you what I did. I went back and rewatched that Appalachian State game for the Sun Belt Championship, and you tell me who was the difference in that football game. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if it's not for Levi Lewis, they don't win that football game. Okay, Levi Lewis was the difference in a lot of games. It could, it would have helped him if he'd had some better uh, receiving at times. I don't know that all of his receivers ever did everything they were supposed to do and had the route discipline they were supposed to have on a lot of the plays that he might not have looked so yeah, great on. Kyle, Kyle if, I can... if I'll step in real quick. We were in agreement, one. Yeah. And two, oh, yeah. we weren't really well, taught. Le- we were using Levi as an example of here's what to expect if a quarterback isn't perfect. And that's, that's what's going right. to happen here's with the fan benchmark. bases. Yeah, I, I mean, look, and well, I, I don't mind. Look, I, I agree with you. I didn't. It's my fault. I didn't want to like reignite some debate from a year ago. But no, Scott, this is a debate that went on during this whole the whole time during his whole playing career here. Yeah, and and now he's not here anymore, and people need to get their heads from dislodged from where the sun don't shine, if they think that this guy wasn't one of the three greatest quarterbacks, and I'll name them, Jake DeLome, uh, uh, oh, man, and now, now I'm having a brain fart, uh, <laughs> Brian Mitchell and, and Levi Lewis. That's it. I'm not going to try to compare which one was better than the other one. I'm just going to say that all three were immensely 
crucial to the success of their programs when they were there. And all three of them, as far as I'm concerned, if there's a UL Hall of Fame, those three guys should be in it. And, above and they will. Two, two, of them, two of them are in it. There is a UL Hall of Fame, Athletics Hall of Fame. Two of them and, are in it, and Levi will be in it one day. Well, and 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 that's that's the way that needs to be. Those three are the three of the fourth face of Mount Rushmore of UL quarterbacking hasn't even come yet. We don't even know who that is yet. But those three belong on the Mount Rushmore of UL quarterbacks. And people, you know, I, I listen to a lot of people not give that boy's credit while he was here, and it's about time posthumously, I'm going to say, that somebody, that, that this guy gets the just respect that he really deserves. He's not, the young man is not dead. Tremendous quarterback for UL. Thank you. you y'all, y'all. He's, not, he's not dead. I, I, he's not dead. I get man. your point, though. After uh, his career is over. No, he, 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 I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to reignite an old debate. No. I was just using it as an example, and I don't think I did. No. Uh, Kyle just wanted to give him some, give give him him some love. Snaps, yeah. You know, give him some love. Uh, be careful out on the road, everybody. Vehicle accident reported at 111 West Bayou Parkway and um, at West, the corner of West Pinnock and University. That one reported oh, about uh, 20 minutes ago. Be uh, so be careful on the roads, everybody. Your weather report today from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab and Daniel Phillips. Partly cloudy, 80% chance of rain and thunderstorms, a high of 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, 40% chance of showers and a low of 70. Hey, we're in August, but Eat Lafayette is still happening. That's right. You can still download your Eat Lafayette passport if you haven't already. It's simple. It's on your phone. You just check in when you eat at one of the 100-plus participating restaurants in the area and register for a chance to win that free trip to Charlotte, North Carolina, all paid on us. And, um, you know, in the meantime, you get to eat delicious food, eat local, support local. Everybody wins. Eat Lafayette. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. The Cincinnati Bengals changed their stadium name. And for some reason, people are confused. Serena Williams announced her retirement, but she's not like just stopping all at once. Y'all had a debate that Nick described as what now? Electric. 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 We'll discuss uh, Serena's place in sports as well. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Shoulda and woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Blaze in the house, Nasty Nick. 
another NFL team is changing the iconic name of their stadium. Paul Brown Stadium. The, the reason I remember the Bengals stadium name is because it had to do with, you know, the, the family that owned it. Mm. I, I actually did remember, oh, Paul, if you said Paul Brown Stadium, I'd be like, oh, it's the Bengals. Maybe not everybody could, but I, it was one that, that was like, you realize the Steelers, it's no longer Heinz Field. I don't even know what it is now, but it's no longer Heinz Field. Yeah. Staples Center isn't Staples Center anymore. What is it? Y'all know? I don't even know. Some weird. No, thing. I don't know. We know Caesar Superdome. We knew Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I don't know if it's just because we were following the team. It took or, me a while to get adjusted to Caesar Superdome, but you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's growing on me. Uh, the, the, the Smoothie King Center or Smoothie King Arena, the blender. I, I love that one. It, there are certain ones you remember, and then when they change to something else, you're like, what? I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the Staples Center is now, which Staples probably loves because people still call it the Staples Center, yeah. but they're not paying for it. Um, the Bengals will now play in something called Paycor Stadium. Paycor. Anybody? It, it, I don't know what that is. Nope. Paycor Stadium. Paycor is a human capital management company that's been headquartered in Cincinnati. So in Cincinnati, they know what it is. <laughs> um, human capital. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's it. Paycor it is bizarre. a human capital management company. Sounds illegal. That, that, sounds, sounds that illegal. does sound weird. That does sound weird. What, what they have to put human in there because they're they're managing humans, are they and, managing or, or they human just want cap- us to is, know it's not. I don't know what human capital is, but it sounds illegal. It's you know what are they building the stadiums in Qatar for the World Cup? What the heck is happening? Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Bengals fans are not happy. They're skeptical. Oh. They're like, you got to get rid of this. It's human resources. Why, why don't they just call it yeah, human, human, human resources? resources sounds so much better than human resources. A human resources man. company that's been headquartered. Human HR, yeah. human capital management company. Human capital does not like you. Who in the heck calls that? that was, it I, does I read that sound that, like you're on the side of the humans. Liz Rocher of Yahoo Sports wrote, that's how she described it. That's where I got that from. I don't know, maybe Paycor. Well, I looked up human capital. There's tons of businesses that describe themselves as human capital. That's so weird to me. It's very weird. What, what is like? What's in a name? I feel like years <laughs> ago, it was if you change your name, it it had value. Now it costs a lot more than it used to. But if you do it often, does it does it even work? Like I, I it, there's a lot of like airplane arenas like. American Airline, this American. I'm not sure which one is it. Which city? There's different stuff. Delta Center, but like, there's. I I can't keep track of them, and then they sell them and make new ones. I, I, my guess is it's good. It's not bad marketing for sure, especially if you get if you get named a lot. But I I feel like they're they're paying for international advertising when they're probably just getting a lot of it at the local level mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Like I don't know what what what's the uh, oh the Cleveland plays in Progressive right and I just know that because they'd always run those dumb Baker Mayfield commercials. Wow, I never put two and two together. Yeah, me neither. I I why he was that. in the Progressive Stadium? I, I just thought for some reason Baker just got a sweet gig with Progressive. I did not realize that was the name. He lived in Progressive Stadium. I didn't. I didn't. They should have filmed one of him getting kicked out. You know, evicted. To give your house keys. That would have been pretty funny. Oh, I guess your insurance is helping I think, you now. I want to say that they they asked to do that and hit, the team didn't let it. That would have been that would have been that would have been funny. I, I like I just 
You think it's good value at this point in 2022? Or internet, like locally, yes, because the, the local fans will know it. They'll get used to hearing it constantly. But, you know, if it's a national broadcast, they'll say it coming out, and there, okay, there it is. Yeah. Like, is. Every once in a while, you'll hear, like, the. Blah blah stadium is rocking. You got to do it if you're gonna if you're gonna spend that kind of money. It needs to be like fifteen years. It needs to be a long time because if it's only for a few years, I just feel like you're not gonna. People well, you, are just it's gonna come and go. People yeah. are gonna forget about it. You got to think about it. Some of these places, the businesses that 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 end up sponsoring them, they they are recognizable, like Heinz Field. But but right, Heinz Staples is, Heinz, and they're gone, and they're yeah. all gone. And and now it's they like, got what they paid for. Right. They're still getting value right. on it. And it's it's just, it's Maybe great. one day we'll be talking about Pecor, like the ah. human capital. The Meadowlands. What is what? The Meadowlands. We know it is the, but we know it is the Meadowlands, but what is the space? Isn't, is, isn't it MetLife way, or something? Metlife. It's MetLife. I know okay. it is MetLife, though. By the way, I, I But people still call it, it the Meadowlands. Yeah, they do. Like, people call it the Superdome. Are you yeah. like, man, w- you went to the concert, where was it? The Caesars Superdome. No, no. it was at the Superdome. Yeah, the Superdome. But, and that's why, like, Caesars Superdome is, like, I, I imagine Caesars probably got, had to pay a little bit less because... For example, back when we were the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, the Atlanta Falcons have Mercedes-Benz yeah. Stadium. But they didn't get it until... But it's Mercedes-Benz I still call it the Georgia Benz Dome. Stadium. But they didn't, they didn't get it until years later. Yeah. And once they got it, Saints fans were like, oh, pfft, Mercedes got to go. Get rid of it. You can't well, have right. both of them. This but, is ridiculous. But I'm, I guess my point is like... Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Your, your business company, your, company, your yeah. company name is the name of the stadium. Right. You, that gets said a lot more often... Than Caesar Super. I think the key. Okay. I I feel like the key is when a stadium is built, be the first one on it. Yeah, yeah. Because once once you're the Meadowlands, you're gonna or the, the Superdome, you're not going to get referenced nearly as much as oh, this team opened up a brand new stadium and it's AT and T Stadium, Ford Field, right? Ford Field. Now that one makes a lot of sense for yeah, you know, locally. It, it does, but, but I'm saying like it's perfect. No, you're it's right. Perfect. It's perfect. If it had been the Ford Silverdome and they tried to do it years, many years after the Silverdome was built, people would have just been calling it the Silverdome. Like the, you don't hear Hulk Hogan wouldn't be like, "I lifted up Andre the Giant in the Ford Silverdome." No, right. he says in the Silverdome. You don't hear uh, people still call Levi's uh, Stadium Candlestick. Park because it's, it's, yeah. it's a it's a new stadium. It's Correct. completely new. It's built. but when it became Qualcomm, whatever the hell, people yeah. were still calling it Candlestick. What, what is, yeah, there you what go. You're the, right. Uh, what's the place where the Astros play now? Tropicana. Tropicana. No, field? no. Minute Maid. Minute, Minute Maid. Maid. Whatever. The Trop is in Tampa Bay. <laughs> it's orange juice. Who cares? <laughs> I don't even drink this Astros stuff. fans are like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> I am an Astros fan. I don't care. The juice box. Because you know what? It's the Astrodome. Minute Maid Park. No, but it's not the Astrodome because they don't play. I know the it's not the Astrodome, but around. I'm still gonna think about the Astrodome. It's not the Astrodome because it's not. I know it's not. What is not so like dome. Lambeau Field? Yeah, but if Lambeau Soldier Field, if Lambeau Field ever gets changed. I mean, there's going to be a riot in Green Bay. If Soldier Field ever gets changed, too, Same I feel thing. like it's going to be. Now, the thing, about, the thing about that, Green Bay, the people own the team. So it's a lot harder for those sponsorship deals to get through. Soldier Field is not, it's one of a, there's a few NFL stadiums that's not tied to a naming rights agreement. And I, I just, first of all, Wrigley Field. I mean, talk about being perfect. Oh, my God. I've had that forever. Um you, you can't. Yeah, you just. I yeah, feel like, baseball would lose some. Some baseball fans would lose their minds if some of like the 
the OG like stadiums would ever just are lose their name like Bazooka Field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just change By the it way, to some other there gum. Are, there are real life people that I know that didn't know Wrigley was a gum company. They just knew it from the field. Right. That's big, how good that big, advertising is. Big League Chew Field. Big League Chew Field. Would lose it. Yes. I think um it, it's there's certain ones you can name it if you want. But it's not going to work. You got to be really calculated. I feel like if a company's thinking about doing it, they need to hire people like us or sports people. Yeah. Not a PR. It's like, is this a good idea? Yes or no? Because some, if you, the best, best, best thing to do is get in right when it opens and then you just become the name of it. Trying to take over something that's been established for a while, much more difficult to do. Serena Williams says she's retiring. She's going to play a little bit more, but this is pretty much going to be it. Um, greatest female tennis player of all time. We all suggesting she'd be on a Mount Rushmore of all time athletes. Yes, Mount Rushmore. It's top four. It's that's a tough one. But no, top ten. No, you Mount Rushmore. Top, you wouldn't put a top ten. I mean, are, Mount Rushmore is top four. I mean, if you're talking about female athletes, she's on female it. athletes. Yes, yeah. No Mount question. Rushmore. Yes, yes. All time athletes. I mean, I she's know. top ten. Yes. Yeah, I would put a top 10 in, in terms of all-time athletes. Just her accomplishments alone, just everything that she's done. I mean, the pure dominance she had in her sport. So you would put her ahead of, like, Federer or Djokovic or Nadal. Well, we actually talked about that in, like, Because I she's won more majors. Yeah, but I guess for, I, I, I kind of brought but this up with Lynn. But she's not going to, like, she's not, she's not going to beat them. Yeah, right. And we talked about that with Lynn, but I, I also brought up the point that you know, Djokovic and Federer, they were doing it in much stiffer competition. Let, you know, let's face it. The competition wasn't as stiff with Serena. She was dominant, and, and I'm not saying that but she couldn't be. maybe it's just because she was that good? Yeah, exactly. If well, she wasn't around, maybe we look at the competition and say, fierce. oh, this is really stiff competition. Point. Yeah. Now, but, but you didn't have – no, look, she's she's the GOAT. I yeah. mean, she's the GOAT of, of, of tennis on the women's side. I'm not even debating that. I feel like if you when you start getting into these debates, then it just becomes a – a discussion about sex and male and female and this yeah, and right. that. And then you're kind of just, it's almost taking away from her greatness when you instantly start having these discussions. Just appreciate her for what she is, which is the greatest tennis player of all time. Now, yeah, Lynn, on, the, on the women's side. Lynn had talked about a few callers, brought it up. Uh, he's talking about women. Uh, Simone Biles being one of the top five, if not higher than that, in terms of athletes of all times. And just talk about what she can do. Yeah. What do you think about that? I guess so. I mean, I would have to put some more thought into it. Obviously, Babe, um, last name starts with a Z. I mean, she's one of the greatest ever. You could start looking at it's It's weird in that when we talk about, at least here in America, when we talk about great male athletes, a lot of times we're going straight to team sports. Right. And on the women's side of things, we we, we gravitate more in these discussions, I find, to – a little bit to basketball and, and things like that, but a lot of times it'll be Olympians or tennis players, obviously. Where, individual sports. Yeah, we, we go more to individual but I think than team. Women's team sports is, in a, is not in a great spot, though. Maybe not, in a, not to say they're not in a great spot, but they're not nearly as... Well, I just, I think that, I mean, the, the, yeah, that, I guess that's my point. Like, you don't instantly go to that in your head right. of, oh, I think my Mount Rushmore, Michael Jordan or Babe Ruth yeah. or whatever, I mean, whatever you want to do or Tom Brady. On the women's side of things, you're, you're probably, if you're, 
between 20 and 50 in America, one of the first ones you're thinking of is Serena Williams. And you should. I'm not even yeah. – when you're having this discussion on the men's side, you're not like, Roger Federer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Tiger Woods. Yeah, you don't – it's yeah same thing on the women's side with the team sports. You don't say Sue Bird. That's you don't my say point. Diana Taurasi. Right. And, right. I mean, Diana Taurasi, come on. Yeah, and she, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. You could argue well, I mean, she's she is the I goat. Have, like you I can have, make that argument, but I have never seen a, a professional softball game. They exist, but I've never seen one. Right, right. Like, and 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 it's. I would love to. Right, you're not saying not, this is about you. You're just saying as a society how we view it, yeah, how you yeah, think about right. it, all I'm that. It's, no, it's that's not, the reality of it, and that's available. why. That's why it's like let's just let's talk about Serena among the great female athletes because when you. When you open up that other can of worms, it be, it, it becomes, just becomes a so well, it just becomes a different conversation, mm-hmm. and it's like, what are we doing? Let's just appreciate her for her body right. work. She's like she the greatest female tennis player ever. Let's yeah. just let's just let's appreciate it. Yep. Let's look at that. Yeah, you know, Mount Rushmore men. You're not like Michael Phelps. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe you should. Maybe if you want. Maybe we should be, but we're not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and correct. on the women's side, I think you know to bring up Simone. But I think it's good. I just those those discussions. They're not. They're not had as much. Maybe we need to have them more. Maybe. Thanks for coming in, fellas. Yes, sir. Hey, man. If you missed the beginning of the show, Blaze accidentally dropped a weightlifting video in a group chat yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, my bad, guys. He's putting air quotes around accidentally. You guys can't see yeah, it. He's going to begin and end the show yeah. with that, Blaze? We got to we well, no, let him go. Look at him. He's got to work. He's got yeah, a 9 10. Go. He's looking at oh, me gosh. with anger. Like, if I miss the first few minutes of my lift. <laughs> I'm going to be angry. It's going to be electric. Uh, tomorrow, Gerald Broussard will be in with me. We'll talk a lot of college football. We'll talk some Cajun football. Going to watch Hard Knock. So if you haven't watched it yet, it'll be part of the discussion tomorrow. I'll try to watch it. Spoiler alert. Sometime tonight. There will be some. We will be spoiled. G and I talk Hard Knocks every year. Every year. We're looking forward to it. The Dan Patrick Show is next. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticketed sports.